0: Welcome back to Awaken and Empower. I hope you're doing well and enjoying life in whatever ways feel good for you. Thank you for choosing to tune into this show, whether you're listening on the day it comes out or many weeks or months later. I'm so grateful that you're taking precious time out of your day to listen in. I hope what I share on this show helps you connect with yourself and empower yourself and enhances your life in some way. I'm really putting all of my heart into these episodes and today's episode is no exception, but before we get into that, I just wanted to mention last week's episode. In that one, I talked about mental health and shared some struggles I was going through at the beginning of this month and five strategies and practices that helped me through that time. If you listened to it, I hope you found it helpful. I've really tried so many things when it comes to taking care of my mental health, and the five methods I shared in that episode are the ones that have really stuck and helped me the most. So if you haven't listened yet, and you're someone who lives with mental health issues like anxiety and depression, I recommend going back and listening to that one too. I really believe in normalizing the conversation around mental health, it's one of the most present forces in my life, so I'm sure we'll be talking about mental health again in future episodes. Okay, now onto today. This is the 10th episode of the show, we are in the double digits people, this is a big deal. Well, to me it's a big deal anyways. I've been doing this podcasting thing for almost 2 months now and I'm still loving it, There's definitely been a learning curve and some frustrations, but overall, it's been a great outlet for my creativity and sitting down to record is still one of my favorite parts of my work. I just love it. And yeah, I'm proud of myself for reaching this milestone of 10 episodes. I'm sure there's many more milestones to come, but you know, I'm a big believer in celebrating all wins, even the small ones. So in the grand scheme of things, 10 might not seem like that much, but right now it means something and I feel the need to acknowledge it and celebrate it. I knew I wanted the 10th episode to be special in some way, and I've had a topic in mind for a long time. And so we are going to dive into that today. I've alluded to this in previous episodes, and now we're really going to get into it. And I'm going to talk about everything that has happened since I launched my coaching business last summer. In episode four, I shared my self-development story from when I graduated university to up until about right before I launched my business. So in this episode, we are continuing that story. The last half of 2020 was... time, to say the least. I went through a lot personally, within myself, and experienced some hard times that eventually led to some big realizations and making changes in my life that I've kept with me even until this day. It was a really potent time for my personal growth and my own self-empowerment. I learned a lot of lessons, and to be honest, in a lot of ways, I'm still learning from that phase in my life, and I'm still in it, in a sense. I know this part of my journey still has a lot to teach me, probably, but I feel like I have a pretty good perspective on a lot of it right now, so I figured I'd talk about all of that and kind of dive into one of the main lessons I came face-to-face with, which had to do with my self-worth. So yeah, today's episode is a bit of a story time episode, I guess, and me just sharing my truth and also exploring the meaty topic of self-worth, which I'm sure we can all relate to in some way. So settle in, continue on your walk or drive or household chores, curl up and get cozy. Whatever you're doing, keep on doing it and we'll get right into it. So like I've shared before, from January to June of 2020, I was enrolled in an online life coaching certificate program through a school in Vancouver called Rhodes Wellness College. And I graduated from that program on June 15th. And my heart and soul was so full as I closed that chapter of my life and opened a new one armed with everything I had learned in that course which was a lot. I not only learned life coaching skills but I also learned so much about myself. course was great because we got to practice our coaching skills and we also played the role of client so we all basically got our own coaching every week from our fellow students and even more than that just being in that virtual classroom and expanding my comfort zone and coming face to face with some of my insecurities and weaknesses and discovering my capabilities and natural strength was an eye-opening experience and it all just led me to firmly believe that i am meant to do this this is what I've been waiting for since I graduated university. This is what lights me up and excites me and fills me with purpose and passion. And even though this course was a college program, it felt different than any other learning experience I'd had from an educational institution. For the first time in my life, I wasn't just studying and learning to get a good grade. I felt like I was learning for my own personal good and to expand my life skills. We did get graded on multiple things in my life coaching course, but I honestly wasn't nearly as concerned with my grades as I had been in university. It was a new experience for me, one that I've really embraced since being out of the educational institution, you know, the idea of learning for fun or just for the heck of it and because it brings you joy and not necessarily because there's a test at the end. I've really redefined how I approach learning now and my life coaching course was a real testament to that. And basically being in that course was a life-changing experience in many ways and I left it feeling so much hope and excitement and pride. Of course, there was also nervousness and fear and anxiety about starting a new chapter, as there always is, but for the most part, I was choosing to focus on celebrating this big achievement of mine, really soaking it in and giving myself the space to recognize it, because it was a big deal. It had been six months, six hours of class a week, lots of inner work, and navigating the changing waters of the tumultuous year that 2020 was. I'm really glad I had that course as COVID started to change the world because at times it felt like my only constant in a sea of uncertainty. I'm just so grateful for my experience in those six months and it'll always be something I look back on fondly and with real pride. So, my last day of class was June 15th and I knew coming out of the program that I didn't want to rush into anything too fast. I knew that my goal was to start my coaching practice and delve into the world of business and all that, but I also just wanted to give myself some time, you know, take a little break, really soak in everything I had just went through for six months. I knew that the next phase of my journey was going to come with even more learning and changes and transformations, so before I got into all of that, I really just wanted to honor how far I'd already come. So I kind of just took it easy and allowed myself to take things slow and enjoy the summer as much as covid restrictions would allow me to. At this point, I was also still at my retail job. The store I worked at had closed for a little while during the first lockdown of the pandemic and when we reopened, there was just so much uncertainty and chaos as we all tried to adjust to this new way of conducting business. There were just so many changes and things to keep in mind. And after spending so much time at home during lockdown, it was honestly stressful and scary to be out in the public again. At that point, COVID was going strong, but it was still sort of unknown in so many ways, and it just caused me a lot of anxiety to be working out in the public. I only worked a few days a week because I was part-time, but even that felt like too much. I think I've mentioned this before, but I had had that job since I was in grade 12, so I was in my seventh year of working there in 2020. I was there all through university and in the time after university... (laughs) It was a good job as far as retail jobs go, it had its downfalls but overall I knew I had it good compared to other retail workers. It was also really close to my house and my manager was really flexible with my schedule so it was super convenient and a steady way to make a little money. I'll be real, there was a lot I didn't like about the job, I won't get into the details, but I always just knew I didn't belong there. And even during the time after I graduated school, and this retail job was all I had, I knew in my heart that I was destined for more, but I just felt so stuck there because I couldn't see a way out yet. I had days when I truly believed I would be working that job forever, and that killed my soul. (laughs) When I started blogging and discovered life coaching and went through my certification program, I knew I had found my way out. I found what I actually wanted to do with my life. I found my purpose again, and I just stayed at my retail job because I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. My job changed from the only thing giving me a sense of purpose, and purpose in air quotes because it wasn't really true purpose, but you know, it gave me something to do with my time. It changed from that to the thing that was funding my actual dreams and goals. Because of that job, I could pay for the expenses that came along with my creative and personal pursuits. So, even though the experience wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, I'm grateful for what that job provided for me. But yeah, when I finished my life coaching program and also had to start dealing with working retail in a pandemic, I was at my wits end with this job and I just wanted out. It became even more damaging to my mental health than it had ever been. I remember dreading going in there and dealing with all the drama and negativity and chaos that being open during a raging pandemic brought and I just couldn't handle it anymore. My rational mind was doing a damn good job of trying to convince me to stay because it seemed impractical to leave before I had even launched my coaching business. But I knew from experience that doing something just because it seems practical or responsible but hurts you mentally, emotionally, or spiritually in the process just isn't worth it. So, I made what felt like a brave and bold decision. I gave in my two weeks notice and had my last day at work on July 7th. This was a huge change for me. That job had been a constant in my life for over seven years, and even though it felt uncomfortable and scary and irresponsible to not have any income for the first time in seven years, I just knew in my heart that, one, I couldn't handle the job anymore, and two, I wanted more space and time to work on creating my coaching business. So, I bid farewell to the part-time retail job I thought I would be stuck in forever, and I held on to hope that what I was doing was the right thing for me so during the last half of june and the beginning of july i gave myself time to rest and also slowly started to learn more about how to actually start and run a business i met with an accountant to learn more about the money and taxes and business side of things and he connected me with a lawyer who helped me register my business and through that process i got my master business license and officially became a business owner i also went to my bank and set up a business bank account And then there was also all the creative background work, like updating my website and getting clear on what I was actually going to offer as a coach, what I would charge, my messaging and branding, getting clear on who I was going to serve, all that really important foundational stuff. Thankfully, I already had my website and platform. At that point, I had been running Living Embrace for almost a year and a half. So I kind of just refocused my website to reflect my coaching. Man, if I had to learn all the website building stuff along with all the business building stuff, I would have been so overwhelmed because they're both such distinct and multifaceted learning processes. So even though I was overwhelmed with everything that came with preparing to launch my business, I was grateful that I already had the website knowledge and online platform in place. So after all that learning and prep and moments of not knowing what the heck i was doing but doing it anyways i officially announced the launch of my coaching practice on july 15th 2020. i was officially open for business excited to start working with people and i felt super clear on my mission and what i wanted to achieve with my business it was an exciting time also a nerve-wracking and scary time but mostly exciting A few weeks passed, and around the beginning of August, things took a turn. Since launching my business, I was putting a lot more time and energy into my work, sending out lots of emails to the people on my list. I think I was sending out two emails a week, posting three or four times a week on social media, just constantly producing and strategizing and thinking about how to grow my business and attract clients. I had had a couple people reach out with interest but nothing really happened and I also reached out to some people who had engaged with me because of my blog or social media to see if they would be interested in hopping on a free call with me and pretty much everyone said it wasn't a good time or they weren't interested or they just didn't respond at all. (laughs) So I wasn't getting the response I had hoped for after launching my business. I went into it knowing it would take time to start working with clients. But i didn't know how much it would hurt to get a negative response or no response at all i was also getting really caught up in comparing myself to other coaches that i followed on instagram and looking to what they were doing to be so successful and just going down that spiral that often comes with spending time on social media my trust and faith and belief in myself was quickly fading i was wearing myself out trying to do all the things to promote myself and my business i was just constantly strategizing and thinking about what i could do and what i should do there's that dreaded should word again i was just like in tunnel vision and i couldn't see how i was basically hurting myself mentally and emotionally I was so caught up in the external stuff and worrying about disappointing my family and stressing about money. And I was just trying so hard. And thinking back on it now... I remember I wasn't really working like 24-7 or putting so much on my plate. I think it was more that I was doing things that I couldn't recognize weren't in alignment for me. I was doing them because I thought it was what I was supposed to do to attract clients and maintain my online presence and strive for success. So yeah, it wasn't really that I was overworking. It was that I was doing work that wasn't aligned with me. But again, I was so in that tunnel vision that I couldn't see that and I just kept going. My anxiety was at an all-time high and it was the most present force in my daily life. I was overthinking everything and just constantly in my head and I was super emotional and, quite frankly, I was depressed. I was trying so hard to stay strong and trust the process and believe in myself, but I just couldn't. There were days I didn't want to get out of bed. I lost the excitement that came with first launching my practice, and I just felt hopeless. And it started to feel the same way I felt when I graduated from university. I shared that story back in episode 4, but yeah, I was feeling that way again, just so lost and stuck and constantly worrying about my future. And the resurfacing of all those past feelings I had worked so hard to get through before It was just all too much, and I really didn't want to relive that. Starting my business brought up a lot of old wounds that I didn't know needed more healing, and it all manifested into a whole lot of anxiety and depression and a loss of faith in myself. I had some days where I did feel okay and I was able to function somewhat normally, But overall, that first month and a half or so of being in business was clouded over with so much inner pain and self-doubt and hopelessness. I had finally found the thing I wanted to do, and I just couldn't seem to make it happen. I just wanted to coach people, and I was constantly questioning what I was doing wrong and if I was really meant to do this. And I was also feeling a lot of shame and guilt about quitting my job which at that time started to feel like a dumb premature decision because I started to develop limiting money beliefs and overall it just felt like I was losing myself the same way I did after I graduated university and it was really painful and scary and then at the end of August I eventually hit a breaking point. I had one of the worst anxiety attacks of my life. I think it might actually have been the worst one I've ever experienced and it was triggered by some petty, insignificant disagreement with my sister and for some reason that just brought on such a huge wave of emotions and intrusive thoughts and I could feel it all through my whole body and I could not stop crying. I lost control, I broke down and in front of my whole family. It was really scary to lose control of myself like that. It was like I was feeling everything I had been trying so hard to overcome for the past month and it all came on at once and I couldn't breathe and all I could do was cry. It took me a long time to get out of it and recover and I decided then and there to tell my family I was really struggling and that I had been depressed for a few weeks. It was scary to admit but I was relieved to finally say it out loud. I called my boyfriend later that day and told him everything too. And of course, they all supported me and tried to comfort me. After that anxiety attack, though, I was just mentally and emotionally spent. I was extremely tired. My whole body just felt numb. That day was a real turning point for me and a huge wake-up call that I needed to help myself and get out of this mindset. Most of what I was feeling was about my business struggles, but it was more than that, too. I felt like I was getting further and further away from myself every day to prepare for this episode i actually went back in my journals and read entries from this time in my life and it broke my heart to remember how lost and stuck i felt how i was losing faith in myself and my dreams i was questioning everything and so worried for my future i felt like i was putting so much of myself into my work And I was getting nothing in return, no clients, no money, not very much feedback, all that external stuff that back then felt really important to receive. It was just a really hard time and that anxiety attack in front of my family was a crucial turning point for everything that happened after. It was actually the day after that anxiety attack happened that I had a FaceTime call with my friend from my life coaching course. We hadn't talked for a little while and just wanted to catch up. I was still so out of it that day that I almost cancelled, but I pulled myself together, and thank god I did because my friend really helped me move towards a big realization, one that felt like a saving grace after all I had been through the past few weeks. I was telling her about everything that had been happening, and I mentioned that I was feeling the same way I felt in the year after I graduated university, and she asked me what I did back then to get out of that rut, and I said I went on my solo trip to Banff, Alberta. And it hit me. For some reason, I hadn't made that connection until that moment. To get out of the hardest year and a half of my life, I went on a solo trip. I stepped away from life and grew my independence and had some really meaningful alone time. I realized that maybe what I needed was to channel the energy I felt in Banff. Maybe what I needed was some time away from everything to just be with myself, because that's what saved me the first time I went through something like this. The pandemic was still going strong, so I knew that taking another solo trip might not be a viable option, but I suddenly just knew that I needed to do something to reconnect with myself away from everything else in life. In addition to that, I really faced the fact that when it came to my business, I was just so mentally tired. I was tired of the constant thinking and producing and strategizing and obsessing. I was driving myself crazy. My logical brain was screaming at me to just keep going. I would be stupid to stop now when I was only like a month and a half into my business. I couldn't afford to take a break and step away. But I knew in my heart that that's exactly what I needed to do. I needed to step away from it all and be with myself. To reset and to heal. It was an uncomfortable thought and even though I knew I needed to do it, again my rational mind kind of held me back. But then I had another breakthrough. The day after I talked to my friend from my life coaching course, I had a single session booked with my former coach. She was offering energetic coaching sessions so I figured I would give it a try in hopes that I would find some clarity. And man oh man did I ever find some clarity and so much more. The main bulk of the session was her leading me through a guided meditation, and so much came up for me. I just realized a lot of things, and it felt like a really powerful, energetic release. I cried, I faced parts of myself I hadn't been willing to before, and I received a lot of messages from my intuition, my higher self, the universe, whatever you want to call it. I was led to realize so many things. One of the big ones was to befriend my fear, make space for my worry, don't hide from the guilt, and sit with the shame. Fear, worry, guilt, and shame were the main forces driving my anxiety and depression during that time. And in that meditation, I realized I could carry it all and be with it all. I didn't have to push it away or try to just overcome it. I could move through it. Another big realization was that I was enough, just as I am, and I hadn't been feeling like I was enough for so long because I had been conditioning my enoughness on the lack of my external success. I also realized that I was surrounded by divine support and I always have access to it, and I could feel safe in my mind and my body, and I could trust the flow of where my life takes me. So yeah, that session really helped me shift my perspective and awaken to things that I had been neglecting. It confirmed my inkling that I needed to go inward and be with myself, sit in my feelings, release control and pressure, and the arbitrary time frame I had been putting on myself for my business. I knew I needed to lean into my feminine energy and hold space for myself and just trust that everything will unfold in its own divine time and know I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. And that was it. My decision had been made. I decided to take a break and step away from my work and just be with myself i was scared but so ready to take the journey inward and reconnect with myself because i knew i desperately needed it on august 31st i sent out an email to my subscribers to announce that i would be taking a break to take care of myself i wouldn't be creating content or promoting my business or doing anything for living embrace for the foreseeable future I didn't know how long I would need or what this break would look like, and I still carried feelings of guilt and shame about stepping back, but I kept reminding myself of all the realizations I had been having lately, all of which just confirmed again and again that this is what I needed to do, no matter what my rational, logical mind told me or what anyone on the outside looking in might think. So my break ended up being about two months, so September and October 2020. At first, it was strange not doing my work or following a schedule. It took me a little bit to find my flow and get comfortable with this new daily life. My days were mostly spent writing for myself, not for public consumption, reading books that cracked my soul open and broadened my perspective on life. I went on a lot of walks, like two or three walks a day, and I found so much peace walking. I also went on a solo nature hikes so I could fulfill my desire for independence and meaningful alone time. And a lot of just being and resting and releasing my dependence on doing and productivity. I also stopped using my Living Embrace Instagram. I still went on my personal Instagram, but I completely avoided my business account because I mostly followed other coaches or entrepreneurs or bloggers on there. And in order to stop comparing myself to them, I just knew I needed to step back from that too. It was incredible to take the pressure off and not force myself to do the things I thought I should be doing, and instead do what felt right in the moment and do it just because it felt good to me. I also just want to say I'm extremely aware of my privilege in this situation. I live at home with my parents so I don't have to worry about rent or paying for a car or any other big expenses that come with adult life. My parents have always supported me in whatever ways I need and even though I had a really decent amount of money saved, I still felt ashamed for not earning any money for the first time in so many years. It's hard for me to accept the support that is around me because of guilt and shame so that was something else I was working through during that time you know, just getting comfortable with knowing that I am supported. I can be taken care of if I want to. So yeah, I'm extremely grateful that I continue to receive support from my family because if I wasn't living at home, I would have to be earning money and I wouldn't be able to just take a two-month break like I did. I really recognize how lucky I am and I still am super aware of my privilege and I really don't take it for granted. Those two months were a really potent time of personal and spiritual awakening for me. I realized a lot. I released a lot. I did the inner work I had been neglecting for so long. I learned so many lessons about myself and the world around me and life in general. I learned how to lean into my divine feminine energy. I unlearned a lot of deeply held beliefs that I realized weren't even my own. I disentangled myself from the toxic productivity culture that is so normalized, I immersed myself in my spirituality, I woke up to cultural, societal, political, racial, environmental and gender issues in society more than I had ever had before. I mean, I feel like a lot of us did in 2020, it was kind of hard not to, and I really solidified my beliefs about a lot of those things and those areas. I experienced awakenings around a lot of things but in the interest of time i won't get into all of it in this episode because we've already been here for a while and each awakening really deserves its own space so i'll probably dedicate separate episodes for those but today i wanted to focus on one major lesson that i woke up to during that time in my life and that is the concept of self worth during my break when i had the space and energy to devote to myself, and inquiry and self-reflection I realized that my self-worth wasn't as strong as I thought it was. I thought I had worked through my self-worth blocks and insecurities and was stronger because of it. And in a sense, that was true. My self-worth then, compared to what it had been in like, high school, was very different. But I realized that there were still aspects of it that had become sort of blind spots. Things I couldn't even recognize or notice how they were impacting my life on a subconscious level. Throughout my whole life, I'd always had something to show for myself, external markers to prove to others and on a deeper level to prove to myself that I was doing good or succeeding at life. These included things like my grades in school and my achievements and my job and even things like the experiences I had or the places I went or the things I bought, basically all the things I was doing in life. They all acted as tangible things I could present to others to show how my life was going and how I was doing. And they were also tangible things I convinced myself were reflective of my success in life. And I feel like in a sense, we all do this. You know, if we're catching up with someone we know or we're meeting someone for the first time, our natural instinct is to ask about their job or their relationship, or their vacations, and external things like these suddenly become markers of our identity, when really they're just things we do in life. They're not reflective of who we are. And so I had to really internalize this dependence on having tangible things to present to the world. And I realized that when I don't have those tangible markers, my self-worth takes a hit. And it manifested on a small and large scale, you know, on the smaller side of things. For example, maybe I'd be talking to someone and not really have much to say because I didn't think much was happening in my life or I wasn't doing much worth mentioning. And I would feel pangs of worthlessness. And on the larger scale, like when I graduated from university and didn't know what the heck I was doing with my life and I really didn't have anything to show for myself except for my retail job, That led to so much shame and low self-worth. And I truly thought I had healed from that, but it came back with a vengeance in the weeks after I launched my business. On paper, I was a business owner, and according to my website, I was a coach, but I didn't have anything tangible to prove that, aka I didn't have clients to prove that. I wasn't making money to prove that, and so I felt like a fraud and an imposter and a failure. I truly felt like a failure, and so my self-worth plummeted. During my break, I finally woke up to the realization of how dangerous it is to base your self-worth on external things. Because in reality, those things are temporary and can be taken away at any moment. And for me, when the big tangible things weren't there, like school or work or my business or money, my self-worth suffered incredibly. And that's just not right. Stepping away from all of that external stuff and just being, not making any money or working a job or doing much of anything that can be tangibly presented to someone else, it made me realize that I'm enough without all of that. I can be worthy without all of it. What I do in life doesn't make me worthy. Who I am and taking up space in this world and just being part of this life makes me worthy. Not the job, or the money, or the places I go, and experiences I have. When it's all stripped away, what's left? Me. And that is enough. This makes me think of something my boyfriend often says to me, which is, thank you for breathing. I used to take this as just a cute little thing he says to show his love for me, but during my break, when I was doing all this reflecting on my self-worth, it hit me differently. Because it was so emblematic and reflective of the fact that he loves me just because I exist, not because of what I do, or achieve, or any of the external stuff I was getting so caught up in. He loves me just for breathing and existing and being me, and it made me realize that I could love myself just for existing. I am enough all on my own, without the tangible things I had used to prove myself to others and to myself. The people who truly love me will love me even if I don't have all of that. And honestly, so should I. We live in a society that's so fueled by external things, so it's no wonder we start to define ourselves by them. It took me stripping basically all of that away to realize how damaging this mindset is and how liberating it is to break free of it and find your self-worth from within and not from anything outside of you. My worth is not conditional. It's inherent nobody's worth is conditional we are all worthy no matter what we do or achieve or obtain in our life I know we need things like money and material things in order to survive in this society and there's nothing wrong with wanting to achieve things and strive for goals and celebrate your successes. I am not saying we should eliminate all of the external things in our lives, but what I've learned in my own self-worth journey is that it's important to be very conscious of how we treat these things and how big of a role they play in how we view ourselves. And if we start to feel worthless during the times in our life when maybe these things aren't as present, then it's time to reevaluate and reflect on how you're really defining your self worth. If everything you owned disappeared, if you lost your job, if you stopped making money or lost all of your money, if everything you did in life faded away, how would you define yourself? And would you still feel worthy? I used to think I was only enough so long as I achieved, succeeded, and met the expectations of others. I was only enough when I got a high grade, or received praise, or bought nice things. I was enough only when I morphed myself to please others, and bent myself to fit into boxes I desperately wanted to occupy, but that weren't really made for me. I was only enough when I was doing, going, and ultimately neglecting myself. But during that two-month break, I finally started to believe that none of that was true. I started to believe instead that my enoughness, my worth, is not conditional. I am enough simply because I am. I don't have to do anything to be enough. I don't have to change myself to be enough. I don't have to hide, morph, strive to be enough. I can just be. I can just breathe. I can just show up as me and that is enough. This was a huge awakening for me, and even though it took a lot of reflection and inner work to truly believe it and embody it, I made a commitment that I hold until this day to spend every second of my life believing I am enough. I learned so many lessons during those two months, all of which play a role in how I live my life now, I'm still so proud of myself for listening to my intuition and doing what I knew deep down I needed, even if it appeared scary and naive and irresponsible. Those two months were a time of resting and recentering, processing and reflecting, trusting and surrendering, healing and awakening, and most of all, being, just being. I returned to my work only when it felt right, which ended up being around the end of October. At the beginning of November, I sent out an email to the lovely people who received the living embrace letters, and I read it over again recently, and was struck by how truly and vulnerably it reflects what I went through during my break, so I thought I'd share a bit of it here. So here's part of that email. I wrote, I faced a lot of hard truths about myself. I had many realizations about who I am, what was holding me back, and how I want to live my life. I connected with my spiritual side and found so much power, peace, and purpose there. I allowed myself to focus on me, to take care of myself, to think big thoughts and feel big feelings. I gave myself the permission and the space to slow down, to get quiet, and to listen to the calls of my soul. I opened myself up to my divine feminine energy and released myself from the wounded masculine energy that had been controlling my life. I disentangled myself from the arbitrary idea that I was only succeeding if I was working hard, being productive, and filling my calendar with tangible tasks. This wasn't easy at first, as I realized how ingrained this mindset really was for me. But I moved forward with trust, faith, and belief that I was doing what was best for me. I needed that break more than I thought I did. Taking a step away and being with myself was not an easy decision for me but I'm so proud of myself for trusting and following what I felt I needed. Of course, it wasn't all heart-opening realizations and spiritual epiphanies. I had some tough mental health days. I had days with almost no self-reflection at all because I didn't have the energy to make sense of my own thoughts. And I had days where all I wanted to do was slouch around my house, eating junk food, and watching Netflix. And that's okay. I'm human, and I'll always be trying to find my way. I've been broken open, and I've let the light in. I looked myself in the eye and greeted what I found there. I questioned and examined deep-seated beliefs and did the inner work to release the ones that no longer serve me. Taking this break has allowed me to embody who I am with more certainty and humility and grace. I'm looking at the world and my place in it with new eyes and a fresh perspective. And I now have a fuller understanding of what a miracle it is to be a human and take up space on this earth, in this life. I intend to honor that miracle as best I can every day. I'm slowly returning to my work with a renewed and more authentically aligned vision of my mission, my messaging, and who I really want to help with my coaching. I have so much more to share with you, but I'm allowing myself to take it slow so I can express myself as honestly and truly as I can. Like, damn, who is she? (laughs) Reading this back was kind of surreal and it helped me remember how deeply and profoundly impacted I was by that time in my life. And over the past few months since then, I've reimagined how I approach my work, I changed up my mission statement and focus and vision, I've adjusted and made changes so that it all feels right for me, I've still encountered setbacks and confusion and days where I truly feel like I have no idea what I'm doing, but I've gotten so much better at listening to my inner wisdom and taking my guidance from there instead of from anything outside of me. It's been liberating and rewarding and just feels so much better to do things my way. I mean, that's one of the big reasons why I wanted to work for myself so I could do things my way. And I think I lost that when I first launched my business. So it's been great connecting with that energy again. Everything I create feels more like me now. And it no longer feels like a means to an end. It feels like truth and honesty and it's reflective of my genuine desire to serve others. Now, I really struggled to decide if I wanted to share what I'm going to say next, because again, the guilt and shame gremlins in my mind led me to believe that it wasn't a good idea, but I always want to approach this podcast with honesty and truth, and I know deep down I am safe in sharing this, because it is my truth and my current reality. So, I still haven't worked with any clients. I have coached people, but never for money. I've yet to make a single dollar in my business. I haven't made any money since I quit my retail job last summer, and in fact, it costs me money to run my website and email list and this podcast and everything else I do for living embrace. I haven't earned any of it back. The me from before my break would have been so ashamed about this, and in fact, I was ashamed, but now I can honestly say I am not ashamed. Yes, I have days where it feels like I'll never figure this out and it's taking too long and maybe all of this is for nothing, but again, that's just my mind talking. In my heart and soul, I believe differently. I know that just because I haven't made any money doesn't mean I don't have the skills and qualifications and passion for coaching. I know that this slower growth just allows me to pay more attention to the foundation of my business and tend to the soil and plant the seeds so everything can grow more sustainably and beautifully. I know that all of my struggles don't take away from my worth as a person, as a self-empowerment coach, as a creator. I still believe I'm meant to do this. I don't ever want the state of my business to determine how I feel about myself and how I view my self-worth. Part of me is really nervous to share this, like I'm literally shaking right now because I'm worried it'll make me come across as a fraud or unqualified or a failure and maybe some people would think that and, you know, that's fine. What other people think of me has more to do with them than about me. In my heart, I know I want to share this because it is my reality. And also, I don't think this part of starting a business is shared enough. We don't hear the stories until the business owner or entrepreneur is on the other side, successful and making money and growing quickly. But everyone who starts a business goes through what I'm going through now and what I have gone through. We don't hear the stories of failures and setbacks until success has been achieved. And I really want to normalize the part of business that I'm going through right now which is the part where I'm not making any money. I'm being ghosted by potential clients. I'm constantly questioning my purpose. I'm trying new things and bringing new ideas to life in hopes that something will pay off. I'm coming face to face with all parts of myself and expanding my comfort zone and digging deeper into my creativity and trying to gain some clarity on my place in this life. And I also think there's this pervasive narrative in society and the business world that if you're not making money, you're not running a business. It's just a hobby. And okay, sure, on the surface, in a logical sense, that is true. But it's also a very narrow and patriarchal and limiting idea of what a business is. Just because I haven't made any money doesn't mean I treat my work like anything less than a business. I used to have trouble even calling what I do work because traditionally work is something you do to earn money. But as I've grown through this journey, I realize that the amount of money I do or do not make does not determine the value of what I do. It does not take away from the effort and energy and passion I put into this. I am a registered business owner. Living brace is a registered business. There's just not any revenue right now. And you know, that's okay. I still approach everything I do with the mindset of a business owner, and I'm constantly deciding what it means to me to run a business. Taking my break made me realize that I desire to run a business based in feminine energy. I am done with subscribing to this patriarchal masculine idea of running a business that's all about constant hustle and productivity and money and a packed schedule and doing, doing, doing. I want to run my business from a place of ease and trust and faith, granting myself the gift of rest, creating from a place of intuition making decisions in alignment with my inner wisdom and only doing when it feels right i never started this journey wanting to follow someone else's model i wanted to make my own and there have been phases in this journey where i've forgotten that and i've gone caught up in how other people do business or the traditional narrative of running a business but i always remind myself to return to myself and remember i can do this my way and on my terms and the only person holding me back is me Being an entrepreneur is one of the biggest tests of your personal growth, and I've experienced that firsthand, and I continue to experience that. I'm able to share my journey with you as it is right now because of all the work I did on myself during my two-month break. My self-worth isn't perfect by any means, but it has come a long way, and I'll be damned if I ever start basing on the money I make, the clients I do or don't have, the number of followers or subscribers I have, any material success I achieve. All of that is great and I'll be so happy when it does happen, but it's not the moral of the story. At the heart of everything I do in life and in my business is me and my self-worth and every other aspect of my sense of self. And if I don't nurture those parts, everything else just won't mean as much. And I've also always believed, even before I started on my business journey, that I am not my job. I feel like we live in a society where we put so much weight on what we do in life, in terms of career and jobs, and for a lot of people, work takes up most of your time and energy, and it inevitably becomes part of your identity. I've always known that I don't want my job to define my life. I don't want what I do to define who I am because there is so much more to life. Life is so much bigger than just work. And in the grand scheme of things, even though it feels like work takes up so much of our life, it's actually a pretty small part of the overall meaning of our life. Even if you do what you love and you're living your purpose. Even though I'm dead set on being an entrepreneur and coach and writer and everything else for the rest of my life, hopefully, I'm highly conscious of the fact that I don't want that to be my whole life even though I love it so much. I'm a firm believer that there is so much more to life than work, and a full life does not center around your job. I think if it does, you're doing yourself a disservice and missing out on how full your life can be. When I wasn't doing any work during my break, my life felt more full than it had in a while because I was paying attention to the world around me, I was doing what brought me joy, I was connecting with myself and growing spiritually and just going with the flow. And because of that, I now know that everything is happening exactly how and when it's meant to. I can't force any of it. A lot of it is just out of my control. And I'm choosing to trust the process and believe that I'm being led somewhere beautiful, even if I can't see it right now. So yeah, that is my truth. And it's something that I felt so ashamed about for a long time. And honestly, I still have days where I feel shame around the state of my business. But if I've learned anything about shame, it's that it loses its power when you speak it out loud, so even though it is scary to admit, I'm already feeling like a weight lifting because just saying it out loud and sharing it with you, it doesn't feel like a dirty little secret anymore, it just feels like my truth, and that's what it's been all along. I am still deep in this journey. I am still just out here flailing around not knowing what the heck I'm doing, but doing it anyways. I'm still doing everything I can to bring my goals and dreams to life, but I'm doing it my way instead of what I think I should be doing. So many things have happened over the past couple years that have proven to me that I have found what I'm meant to do in life. Coaching and creating and sharing my truth and helping others explore and accept who they are and how they want to live their life. That is my jam and that is what lights me up and makes me feel whole. Do I wish I was making money? Yes. But I just know that that'll happen when it's meant to and the amount of money I do or don't make will have no impact on my passion and determination and self-worth. This is a constant learning process. I learn more every single day and I know I will continue to learn as I make further progress in my life and business and grow as a person and try new things. None of this is linear. It's a hot mess of paths with no foreseeable end, and I've had to learn to just become comfortable with the unknown and try not to lose myself in the process and trust that everything is happening exactly as it's meant to. I hope all of that makes sense. I feel like maybe I was rambling a lot in this episode and damn, this is a long one. Thanks for sticking around this whole time. I just really wanted to do this time of my life justice because there was so much to it and I learned so much and it had a huge impact on where I'm at today within myself and how I live my life. And like I said, I really only talked about one lesson in this episode, self-worth, which is a huge one, but there were others that I think would be interesting and fun and important to talk about, so I will save those for future episodes. If I were to leave you with one main message or takeaway that I hope you get out of this beast of an episode, it would be that your worth is not conditional. No matter what society or other people or anything out there in the world leads you to believe, your worth is not conditional on anything. We all enter this world worthy and we leave it worthy, and everything that happens in between has absolutely no impact on our self worth. I know from experience, obviously, how difficult it can be to really believe in your inherent self-worth. There's a lot of layers you must dig through to get to the pure core of it. And you know, self-worth is one of the things I feel most called to help people with. So if you're ever desiring to make a change or understand or strengthen your self-worth, I'd be honored to help you. We can have a free coaching conversation and dig into a specific aspect of your self-worth that you're struggling with or want more clarity on. If you're interested, you can find out more at the coaching services page on my website. You can also contact me on the contact page of my website. I'll put both in the show notes. And yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. While I was creating it at times, it felt like a daunting task and I didn't know if I was doing it justice or offering enough nuggets of wisdom that would resonate with people. But now that i reached the end of the recording, it feels really liberating and freeing to have shared this part of my story. And yeah, maybe I could have done it differently or more succinctly and maybe I missed or forgot to include some parts. But hey, I did my best and hopefully my best was good enough. If anything resonated with you in this episode, I would love to connect with you and hear what you thought. Feel free to reach out to me whenever. My inbox is always open to you. And if you'd like to support the show, leave a rating and review, share it with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, if there's ever anything you'd like to hear on the podcast, please send your suggestions my way. I'd love to hear your ideas and fulfill your listening desires. So yeah, just email me or message me. I'd so love to hear from you and I'm very open to your suggestions. Thank you again for letting me ramble for as long as I have today. I appreciate you endlessly. I'm sending you so much love and good energy and I will talk to you in the next episode.